Yo, what's good? Laugh Now, Die Later on the Road to the 100th episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, today, we got a full circle moment for this quote-unquote podcast. The Raw's podcast is the shittiest podcast, but your favorite podcast because we speak the truth. And uh, when I barely started doing Laugh Now, Die Later, I think... I was 17, and uh, I was about to turn 18, I think, right? I was about to turn 18. Take how old are you now? I'm 20 now. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was about to turn 18, and I came to interview Smut. And that shit was sick. It taught me, like, it kind of gave me a glimpse of, like, I never really hanged out with, like, punks and bands. I always hang out with punks like that. I knew, like, from here and there, because I would go more on the hardcore side, but I always looked punk. But I always saw, like, I saw the community or, like, what it means to be in a punk band and what, like, just that friendship, that bond when you're in it. And that was really sick. And then I remember when I came that day, you, I think you were already practicing with Marvin and I was with Izzy outside or Izzy went to pick me outside. And there, you guys were giving like names of like, oh, we wrote a list of bands names for this new band. And then you named a band, an, a, a band name, title. Then you named another and they are like, maybe Hot Look. Yeah. And I remember that and, all, and then it's crazy. I still, I still have that list and I often try to like, showcase that list to different people and they always go yeah hollow is the best one really yeah hollow, hollow, i mean like when i when when i think you guys said like oh we want to like molly crew or some shit like that i was like what like punk song like molly crew well that's what marvin said he wanted us he was like oh yeah you know we should cover motley crew or like let's do it something like that when initially steven was like hey let's do it kind of like a priest kind of motorhead worship and i was like look at you idiots let's just do it as it comes and we'll go from there and i kind of just interjected and said let's sound like gzet which is you know like the the motorhead of japan if you've ever heard them and we just have been doing our thing since and here we are the most like the most rock and roll band like because i feel like part of my life like i feel like it gets like like i don't know it gets like watered down when a band tries to do rock and roll it gets too like weird well i feel that you know like bands will try to be a little too much of one thing you know like exactly people, people try to be contrived people try to go for oh yeah we want to do this song we want to do that song which is cool sometimes when it works out like but you can tell when it's like but you can tell yeah when people like it's it's supposed to sound like this but then it's just, the translation doesn't come and it's just kind of like uh, what just happened you know yeah. but what's really cool about hot load is that it's cohesive in my head and i like what we do yeah and uh oddly enough to go back in your life when you were a kid how was your life dude it was what? fucking sick um how was how was your relationship with your parents where you come from let's talk about your kid before you started booking shows before you became a punk which was a long time ago at this point well yeah you know it's kind of like um Cause you're, you're uh, before i sorry to interrupt but no, no, i want to say you're a nice person yeah thank you you're like uh like approachable person thank you and uh I want to say this because uh, when uh, when I interviewed Alexander Spit, mm-hmm. he like mentioned we've like like I was like through just like time and like somehow I've gained the knowledge of like like the the one one nine house from Trash Talk and like the like various houses where like at some point there was a there was a warehouse where uh, Little Ugly Man kind of stayed at sometimes him oh, Tim homie. Butcher oh, yeah. oh, uh, and then you stayed I think a couple years before that. Somewhere in it's one of those, right? I'm not saying that's one specifically, but you're like, I think there's the, the cool thing about hardcore and punk is that, yes, you can find cool music, you can find your friends, but from what I've gathered, like in your band, like your your music, your, all the bands you've been in, is so different from Trash Talk, and Tim Butcher's bands are like different from yours. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but you, like, I feel in my head, there's like this, like, like, I don't know, like, tier of like just nice people who like are in all different types of music yeah. but just like the kind is like solely like I never met Tim Butcher to be to me but like just like from liking his bands from like like knowledge of like from just digging and like picking people's brains yeah. like you're you're on that tier that makes sense well that makes that, that means a lot to me and I see what you're saying um, a lot of those cats I didn't meet until way later uh, like Tim Butcher dude Sam Austin and other ones Sam you know you know Sammy Flash uh you mentioned Tim Butcher. Uh, I only knew him when he had a band with the homie Bro Time, Eddie Bro Time, when they had a band called Hell in the Cell. Say Hell in the Cell. Say Hell in the Cell is was the most rollicking fucking band at its fucking you know time. And yeah, I was lucky enough to meet Tim Butcher a couple times, and you know like Bro Down, and yeah, like all those people. You know, like as far as I can remember, you know, uh, it's. 
um, how can I put this? You know, like they, yeah, they're all part of that scene and they're personable, you know, like, and that's how I feel that, you know, you should be able to be within the hardcore scene. Going back, dude, like, that's kind of what hardcore is about because a lot of people that started doing punk, at least from what I gather, you know, what I've heard from like old heads, it's like, we liked, you know, all these bands, you know, they were, were selling out arenas and everything. But what was important about punk is that you were able to be right up there with the crowd and you were able to be right there with the band and then they'd be walking around drinking beer. I cannot tell you how many fucking musicians I probably punished and fucking, you know, just like bug the fuck out of, dude. Yeah. But, you know, that's a part of it, you know, like, and you pick up these, you know, things from these people, you know, that you just meet and you don't get to hang out with, you know? And I like that. That's what I love about punk, you know, like everybody gets to fucking, you know, kick it and become a community. And that's kind of what we're doing right now. You know, like I didn't meet you until you did the smut thing. And here we are doing hot load, the hot load kind of like Matt Thrill thing, I guess. Yeah. So here we are. But um, yeah. So would you say like, you know, like, well, wait, wait, hold on. Let me interject. Yeah. You did mention, you know, like, OK, like me growing up. I grew up uh, in West Covina. Initially, my family was from Monterey Park, but it wasn't until I got to like West Covina, and then you kind of start figuring out what you like. You know what I mean? And I just love rock and roll. I love punk. I remember hearing Led Zeppelin. My dad would play it. I go stay at my tia's house over here in East LA on City uh, Terrace, and her son was a DJ of a party crew, and he loved rock and roll, and he had Nevermind by Nirvana when it came out. And I remember him playing that, and, I, and he's like, you like that fucking shit? That's fucking, hell yeah. And I'm just like rocking out, and I'm like a kid, you know? But that's kind of where that kind of started. And then it, as, you know, in the chronology of things, you know, it just starts moving into, you know, different stuff, you know? Do you think, uh, you think you would have been a lifer as much as you are? Uh, like, a, like, a, like being a rocker is literally ingrained in your fucking heart, probably. Do you think if you would have not gotten it at such a young age? Uh, like, before you even had knowledge, you know I mean? before you even know what the fuck's going on, you're like, this like feeling of like, what if what it's like to like this aggr like aggressive music. I mean, at least for me, dude, you know, I've always just been attracted to, you know, you, dude, but just seeing, you know, how the punk stress at school, I was like, man, those fools look fucking cool. What's that all about, dude? And I remember like, you know, like buying the first, uh, my first, uh, Blitz record, which was my favorite still, but everybody hates it, The Killing Dream. And it's, you know, it's drum machines and it's, you know, like layers of, you know, just kind of, you know, studio shit. It's actually the, the guitar player who went in later to do this album to spite uh, Second Empire Justice, which is cool, you know, whatever. I don't really fuck with it. But I listened and I was like, is this really what all these schools are crazy about? This shit kind of sucks. But then as, as I listened, it grew on me, you know? But that's kind of how it started. You see like punkers and shit, and you're like, oh, what's their deal? What's their fucking trip, you know? And that's kind of like how it started. Dude, I remember getting discharged, dude. Why? And I heard it. I got so fucking freaked out. I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? I gave it to my homeboy. He goes, what? You don't want this? This is the best shit. And I was like, it's all yours, fool. And then I started listening to other bands. I started hearing like X, dude. And then, you know, like I was like, oh, 10 years later, comes full circle, I was like, oh my God, you know. You know the funny part? The first, the first Discharge yeah. song I ever heard what? was from, I think, End of Days. Oh, for sure. From the new record. Yeah, for sure. Like, that, it's funny how that happens. Like, you want to check something out and then you hear like, they're kind of like most unheralded shit and you're like, what the fuck, you know? But then maybe, well, like maybe the, you still dug it. It's like know? the last song they did. Mm. So I think I'm mad about like the first yeah, totally. song I ever heard was from Hardcore Lives. Yeah. And that's like like their second newest album. Like their most recent album, I bet. You know the first Misfits I heard was Project 1950. Really? I've never admitted that anywhere until here. The I there was a time where I used to like Devil's Rain. <sighs> like there was a time where I was walking to school and I was like, vivid red and I'm just like, oh shit, this is incredible. You know, and also too, it's kinda like I feel like at our uh at our age and this point in time there's no such thing as you know like guilty pleasures you know or whatever yeah. or like everybody came from somewhere dude but yeah that's kind of how it started uh zeppelin to nirvana and then like k-rock like and then i was like okay this i need more what what else is out there and then like yeah i see punkers and i was like okay what's that what's that what's that and then you know sure enough you know here i am you know like 
with Hot Load. And there's just so many influences, but mainly, you know, it's just like, yeah, just punk, you know, at its core, you know what I mean? I think there's two types of kids when you're at that age and you're like really into like whatever rock, punk, hardcore, metal. And it's like, those are kids like, you know, just like it and they're like easing in, they're dry, like they want more, like they're fucking with like the identity part and some stay and some don't. But when I was a kid, I was wearing like, like this and like a pro club booty, but I was listening to like Satanic Warmaster and then like Whoa, fucking yeah. like Life Art, like, like Life Lover, you know what I mean? Cause I was like, it's so into black metal. Yeah, but then yeah. I was listening to like, the casualties. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, again, I wouldn't dress like it, but like my headphones were on me the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it felt me, and like the thing is that it made me feel like an outsider because it wasn't that I even dressed like it. It wasn't that I was like, oh, that's a rocker kid. It's just that I was like so into this world and I was like deep into it that I was like, I don't know, just like, for like, don't get me wrong. Like I look, I look now and like, a lot of people are going to talk shit on this, but I, I, there was a time like, because right now the TikTok kids all dress punk. Everybody dresses like they're from new metal and shit. Yeah, dude, it's but a trip. I Everyone's know what it, a Deftones fan now. Yeah, yeah. Too. I know what it's like to feel like, uh, like for the, like since middle school, like I always felt like shit because I always felt like, like I was just so into this and I like I wanted someone, anyone to like like it as much as I did. I wanted to have a real friend that liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a long time, I just like like until like I started going to hardcore shows and like and punk shows in high school. I was like, fuck, like, like I don't like it felt it felt whack. Yeah, you know, like, and I've I've never heard Satanic War Master. I've always thought their name was tight. Um, but there were bands where, it was like, dude, there's a picture of me with uh, with Seth Putnam from Anal Cunt, dude. And I put it on the internet, and I was just like, fuck, I wonder if I'm going to get my fucking head bitten off for this. But whatever, fuck it, you know? Like, but that was a band that I was listening to, like, in, like, high school as, a, as like, a freshman, you know? Like... It happens so fast, you know what I mean? Like, you start listening to bands, and if you're really into it, like, okay, there's some of the casual listeners, like, there's, like, I always, I heard somebody say once, like, there's no such thing as a casual power violence fan. Like, after I found punk and I started listening to, like, X and just all this stuff, dude, right away I found this band, Hell Nation, and rest in peace, uh, Al, you know, uh, this dude passed away recently, and if I'm not mistaken, he ran the label for Sound Pollution. And, like, I was a kid, dude. I fucking smashed my head skating. And I was wearing my favorite shirt. It was a Hell Nation shirt that I made, you know, like, with, like, the hot press transfer or whatever. And they were, like, peeling my shirt off, dude, like, cutting it. And I was like this, dude, like, days just, don't do it. I was swatting their hands, you know. It's like, when they do, like, hey, how many fingers do you see, kid? It was like this, dude. I was like, you're holding up two, but I see eight. And they were like, holy shit, he's fucked. And, like, yeah, you know, like, I started getting into all sorts of stuff really, really quick. And, yeah, like, I just love, you know, I've always just loved, like, yeah, extreme music. And I always thought that it was, you know, hand in hand with, like, just punk, the punk spirit, you know? Granted, you know, like, there's some shit that like I'm just like oh fuck I don't know if I get down with that shit you know like but I just have this profound love dude just for punk just for you know like dude like everything across the spectrum you know and like that's why I'm glad that you know like I'm here it fucking uh, there's that old fucking dumb cliche was like, oh yeah punk shit like, like dude yeah it really did you know like I don't know what I'd be doing dude like I did like drugs and stuff like whatever dude but like were you, into, were you like addicted to drugs not even dude like I, like I have friends that were like legit addicted to drugs dude and me dude I just like I used to just smoke and listen to like real reggae like you ever heard them real reggae is like the most unheralded gem of Japan they straight up just sound like whatever who cares? <laughs> go, go and listen to them you listeners too listen to real reggae dude but um nah you know like it kept me you know kind of like Thinking, you know, like in a broader sense, like, oh shit, there's more shit out there, you know, like that's why, like, when me and my homies first got wheels, we would go to fucking, you know, like see bands in downtown LA, East LA, Santa Ana, maybe, like, dude, like, it it it, it engulfs you, it you know, it consumes you. It's like you got, you like, gotta what, get to the gig, get to the fucking gig. That's how it's always been. That's how it still is, dude. Now a little less for me because, dude, I'm getting older. Hey. I work a bunch, dude. And it's just like, dude, I'm so, dude, I barely found out if you chill and watch TV, dude, and like drink water and like don't drink so much, you feel better. <laughs> it's a trip, food. Like, dude, you eat vegetables, man. 
shit like that, you know? But that's how it always was, dude. Like, just like you're saying, it took you a minute to meet people that you could vibe with until you start going to shows. I got lucky. These there were dudes in high school, dude, like fucking Aaron, Jacob, Chris, fucking you know, Gio, uh, Chris Romasil. Um, just we we used to mail order Havoc Records CDs. We used to all chip in, and then you would burn us copies. Little Chris would, and fuck, dude, that's how we got our fucking start. We're like, oh, there's a band in Sweden called fucking uh, DS13. Oh, there's a band in Pittsburgh called Cossack Christ. Oh shit, you know, like, and it gets like further and further out, you know. Worldwide hardcore pride, like you know, like I've always just been about punk, hardcore, you know, all that shit in between. Do you think, um, do you think sometimes that's punk? You could like punks could be close minded of like, fuck this yeah. is not punk enough. Fuck yeah, dude. Do you think you're like that? No, fuck no, because like, dude, like I was in a bunch of fucking shit, dude. Like, I was in a to admit this dude you know like the other day dude i like got a wild hair at my ass dude and i put on taylor swift dude and i was just like because it reminded me of like this one time hearing the song and i was just like man dude i need to feel good right now boo like i feel fucking awful dude i want to fucking like drive my truck into a ditch dude like i put it on i was like all right i feel a little better you know but i was getting it with this one cat and uh jorge jorge chaotic you know the homie and he was saying, he's like, I'm close-minded. I've never heard Gun Club. I was like, we're walking through Amoeba. I was like, you've never heard Gun Club? He goes, dude, the guitarist in my band, he's in this band, uh, Problem. And he goes, boo, like, the guitarist always wears a Gun Club shirt. And I just, I never looked, like, never checked him out. I was like, boo. I bought him an original issue CD on Slash for uh, Fire and Love. And then he goes, oh, my car can't even play it. I don't even have a CD player. I was like, God, what year is it? You know, like, <laughs> I was like, just put it on your fucking phone. And then we're listening and we're like pounding 40s like in the parking lot, uh, you know, by, by the uh, Amoeba. And he was just like, dude, I get it, you know. But he openly admitted, he's like, dude, I'm closed minded, you know. And he said that just because it's like, at least for me, too, it's hard for me to listen to bands on the Internet this day and age, dude, people are like, oh, have you heard this band, this new band, have you heard that band? I was like, nope. The last band that I think I probably listened to, like, going out of my way, dude, was probably like, <sighs> fuck, dude. Maybe the only Moe's had a band. Moe's was, like, in uh, Institute and Glue. Uh, I think they're called, like, Peace de Resistance or something like that. Peace what? Uh, Peace de Resistance. It, it, I, I don't know some French <laughs> shit dude oh okay I was like they're speaking English nah fuck no but like it's like some kind of like glam shit dude oh and, I love glam and it's cool check it out it meanders a little bit but he, he's good at what he did it's a solo album but I like everything to say I'm close minded not even dude like people show me some wild far out shit and I'm able to find something in most stuff but I'm still able to be objective you know what I mean like what trips me out is when people you ask people like normie ask people that oh what do you listen to they go oh anything hate that shit food. oh yeah I fucking hate that shit food. It's like, I, I love fucking full black bed I love glam I love beat down hardcore you know dog. I love it oh it ain't dog real shit food yeah. and you know like but when I when people ask me and they go oh what do you listen to I go oh everything they go oh you just listen to anything I go listen fuck face I just told you <laughs> I listen to everything not yeah. anything yeah. fucking dildo so whatever dude yeah um do you think because I think that goes hand in hand with the DIY thing last time um, because for those for those listening we recorded another interview that will we'll call it the beach hike um yeah you, you said like you only do DIY I feel like I think I think I mentioned last time I was like I wish condition hot load was on Spotify you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, yeah, I wish did, it could we, be like on the tip of your finger. You could play it in your car. It is on YouTube. Don't get me wrong. We we did touch basis on that. You're right. And uh, to reiterate, uh, DIY. I think that if bands are going to put stuff on Spotify, cool. Like conditions on Spotify, hot load is not. It's purely just because we're lazy. If the band, if somebody wanted to fucking do it, dude, I'd be like, run it. You know, like no me importa. You know, like you guys do that shit. It's like, dude, like. We condition actually didn't put our music on Spotify. The label did. Iron Long Records, right? Uh, yeah. So Jensen, what's up, Fu? He actually uh, put that shit out, unbeknownst to me. That's cool. The only times that where I went out of my way because, honestly, 
that's a part of the DIY thing. You know, like if you really want to be about DIY, you have to make it for the people, about the people. Um, my uh, my solo bands say like uh, Fool in the Gang or The Guillotines, which wasn't really like solo, but I wrote everything and recorded with some foods. We put it on YouTube. It's like, dude, if somebody like reads a maximum rock and roll, you know, which is now not, you know, like a paper zine, you know, it's all the internet, so it's everywhere. If somebody reads about my band and it's like, oh shit, you know, they're like, oh fuck, you know, I want to hear this fucking band, you know? And they should be able to like look up on YouTube, like, okay, cool, or look up on Spotify, find us somewhere. At least Hot Load has the band camp, cool. But it's like funny when people at work, they're like, hey, so you really have a band? I go, look at me. <laughs> like, what else am I gonna do besides, like, you're lucky I'm even here, you know? <laughs> Like, you know, like, like I had one homie, he was like, damn, Matt Trejo, essential worker. Imagine that. I was like, I know, dude, for real. Like, how am I here? But um, they were like, how can we find your band? Are you on Spotify? No. Are you on this? Are you on that? We're on Bandcamp. Find us. Coincidentally, dude, when Condition went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they grilled us. They were like, so if you guys want to get it for free, you have to prove that you're on tour. We're like, here, here's a tour poster. It says Cleveland. All right, we're here. Okay, well, where's your CD? We have no CDs. Where's your website? No website. They go, this sounds like a scam. And we're like, you really think that we drove all the way from LA just to scam you guys just to save 20 bucks each to get in here? And they were looking at us like, give us your records. You guys can come in, but the roadie has to pay. And Sean Lee was like, dude, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and like, Sean Lee. Yeah, Sean Lee, dude. Sean but, Lee. But yeah, you know, like, I think this day and age, you know, like, Run it, you know, like put it all on the internet. But at that point, we didn't have no fucking MySpace. We didn't have no fucking Facebook. Yeah, MySpace was around then? It, yeah. How long was this condition? It, it, it was like towards the tail end, oh, okay. where it's like nobody really fucked around on MySpace anymore. Yeah. It was like, it was all Facebook. And then like Instagram was like catching like a lot of fire. Or like, like nowadays, dude, like, bands just have fucking uh, Instagram pages. It's like, no music out. And I'm, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. You know, like you guys do your thing. Dude, Condition never had an internet presence other than, you know, like our flyers. And that fool at the at security, he was just like, you mean to tell me that you're doing a US tour on word of mouth? And we're like, that's right. And we're, you know, like, we're packing it out every night. He goes, that's bullshit. And I was, and walking away from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I was like, oh, fuck that food, dog. And then we played fucking Cleveland that night, dude, at Now That's Class, rest in peace. There was no one there. I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, damn. But I drank three Mad Dogs that night, dude. On the bar tab, it was cool. <laughs> I was on the bar tab. I got three free drinks at least. Fuck yeah, dude. And they were all the different colors. It was the red one, the orange one, and the blue one. <laughs> who, who's, who, what, who's Sean Lim? Sean Lim? Oh. No, I, I've heard of him, but like, he sounds like a legend. He, he is a legend within himself, but uh, that's the homeboy. But he had what is, at least in my opinion, the one band to hold flame to my favorite LA band, uh, at least you know within like this punk circle, so to speak. Uh, he, he wrote and sang for Stupid Life. Dog. I need to check him out. Listeners, listen to Stupid Life. They cannot be like just a flash in the pan left. If you were there, you were there. You already know. And yeah, dude, like that band was just abundant, like abundant with talent and just like showmanship and just like they really got your ass shaking, dude. The re-recording of Rotten Apple is named after him, no? Yes. So Smut uh, re-recorded Rotten Apple straight to the core. Um, I don't want to live like this anymore. Live like this anymore, dude. Those still, these are like almost the only smut lyrics I retain. We called that song codenamed Sean Lim when I was learning the songs on bass because someone would be like, oh, this one or that one or whatever. Those songs are top secret, those names. But <laughs> we called this one Sean Lim because Marvin was like, this sounds like a, a song that Sean Lim would like write and play. So the code name is Sean Lim. I was like, run it. And so on the LP, we call it Sean Lim instead of Rotten Apple. And he was like, dude, look at up all the record. What song is this? And I was like, it's called Sean Lim. He goes, dude, sick. <laughs> all right. So you start playing punk shows. You start booking shows in West Covina. You get wheels. Punk's consuming over your life. At some point, as like during your younger years, did you ever like like think like like it's consuming your life a bit too much uh, like, yeah. like like I think about that all the time did you think about it then yes 
But I still was just because yeah, dude, you, you grow up, you know, with your parents, you know, saying like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, yeah. they see you come home a little more, you know, just like further out every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's sorry, mom. Happy Mother's Day. She's like, yeah. yeah right now, she's like. She's like, what do you mean you're going to like Boston and like Seattle? I'm like, mom, we're on tour. She's like, you're not even in a bad. I'm like, yo, my homies are going. And she's like, but what are you doing out there? Go get a job. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, like even then, you know, like I remember, you know, just like because back in the day, you just start finding all this music and you like, you kind of just, at least for me, you know, for other people, their path was maybe a little different where it's just like they felt empowered and like, man, I'm not going to smoke and drink. Fuck that shit, dude. I went, dude, I called up the fucking dealer all the time, dude. Like, <laughs> like with a Buddha, you know, and like I always had just fucking weed, dude. And so I would just show up to family functions, dude, with my eyes like, dude, redder than the fucking devil's dick, homie. Like and like Was any would you say had cousins that were rockers, but were they like also like all all rockered out or were they like My cousins, okay, the older ones, uh let's say my cousin Doris, she showed me no doubt. Because she was like a K rocker, oh, you yeah. know, like and so I remember going into her room as a little kid and I tripping out like because she shot her like Hot Topic, but in her closet she had this gnarly K-Rock poster because I remember like I would try to hide in that house, dude. Like I kind of like, you know, like hanging out with everybody. They all gave me the fucking, you know, like creeps or whatever. So I would just be like, man, fuck this shit, dude. Like get away from everyone. And in that closet was this K-Rock poster and it's this guy flashing this woman and it's yeah I don't know how to describe it like he didn't have his dick or balls or anything dude but it's not very K-Rock it's, but dude it said like yes I listen to K-Rock or some shit I wonder if she still has that poster because yeah. it'd be something to see but she really liked No Doubt and I remember listening to them with her and I was like oh this band's sick and that's kind of how I found them and then the K-Rock connection and then my cousin uh, Gabriel being the DJ of a party crew in East LA um he played me, yeah, Nirvana. And that's just kind of how that happened, you know? Are they still rockers? No, they're, one of them is like still in recovery, I think. Like I see her sparingly and I'm just like, hey, you good, Dory? And she's just like, yeah, I'm good, you know? Oh, she's like, and then, right. and, then and then Gabriel, you know, like, I don't see him at all. He's, he's just doing the family thing. Oh, okay. But when I say, you know what? I do have a cousin that's a rocker, uh, Dominic Castillo. Uh, you may not like me using his last name, but a <laughs> band called Friction. Oh, okay. And what was astonishing to me is that they come and they play footsies right here, and they play the song that I really love, uh, Where Were You, by the Meekins. Is it the Meckins? Who knows, dude? But they played that, and I was like, dude, impressive. Because his, you know, he, com he comes from a, a musical family, mm. so to speak. And other than that, dude, yeah, my brother, you know, he would come to shows and everything. He's he's a little more, you know, like, uh, reserved. He's got a better head than me, man. Like, goes to work and that's it. Do you, do you, like, because you're a rocker and because you live your life however you want, does that come with, like, a low self-opinion? No, hell no. I mean, there's sometimes where I get, like, okay, like, you, you heard United Mutation, where yeah. they, they have that song, what is it, Dark Self-Image. Mm. I get that, where it's just, like, I feel like, fuck, dude, I could be doing a lot more. But... You fuck with yourself. I, I trip on myself sometimes, but then, like, when I really think about it, it's like, dog, like, there's a lot of people that I, you know, have known that have passed through my life, where they're not around, where they're, you know, like, or they're just somewhere in jail, in prison, you know, and whatever the fucking case is, you know, and, like, there's people that, that live these boring fucking lives, man. It's like, dude, I'd much rather, you know, like, suffer for my art than, you know, like, Suffer for nothing? Suffer, yeah, dude, like, there's people, like, I like how fucking Rollins said it once, dude. You can't make me long for your life of security. Fuck that shit, dude. As, as you know, like, some people may say, like, oh, you grew up in West Covina, dude, like, blah, 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 you know, your shelter. It's like, fuck, no, dude, I've seen some shit, dude. I put myself in some shit, dude, and I do some shit, dude, just because, like, yeah, this is, I don't do it maybe, like, intentionally up in the moment, but it just happens. And I just, it's just like, okay. As anybody that, you know, like, started drinking since they were fucking, you know, like, 12 years old or whatever. No, when did I start drinking? Maybe like 14. And then you start doing drugs as an adult, dude. It's like weird. And so, like, I don't know. I, I love this path and this is just what I do. And I just love this music. Like, I love my bands. I think that, like, 
we actually, you know, like are, you know, like stand alone from a lot of the stuff that's going on. I, I'm like in that moment right now where I, like I was talking out like Alexander or uh, I was like, damn, I'm like in this moment where like, like punk it, like, cause I love punk, I love hardcore. I don't care anybody says like you're crooked. Oh, Ricky's too much into punk. Like I love, I love them both a lot. You, you beat them up, right? You sock them out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, most of the time I like I've learned like whatever. This yeah. I, I, I just like I'm like I like. I mean, that's the thing. Like I've learned like I like I love art too. I love art. I love I love it all. I love like movies. I like I like I love all that shit. Like that's just like by what do you call it? Like serotonin. I mean, uh, no, yeah. like real shit. You know, it's like when you Google fucking you know like music in any kind of like capacity or whatever or look it up say on spotify what artists are you looking for dude music's an art dude and you know same with you know, like painting you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. whether you, whether it's you know like graffiti and like ayesfu whether it's you know like art on the canvas you know like whatever you know oh, yeah, like punk has been like that gateway into into like just more than music i mean like you Hell like yeah. just liking other shit with well, that being said i feel like there is this world mentally like the world of uh, of an artist, of a freak, of a punk, of a hardcore kid, of whatever you want to say, where you live your life on your own terms. And I feel like, like this past year of turning twenty, I was like, I was before I was like a kid, a normie, like not a normie kid, like a punk kid. No, so no, no, I'm like you said, you said like twenty. You're, yeah. you're still forging your own path. Hell yeah. Yeah, like I'm, I'm I, f- I feel like lately, like I've been into this other world because now I'm like, because before I was so scared, like I was so like. Oh, like, I don't know, like, I'm like, like, I need to have a job, like, I still need that security, and I, I, this is what I need to do, but, like, also, like, never stop, like, going to shows or never, you know what I mean? And now I'm like, oh, like, I don't have to do it, like, that way. Like, like the old me was just insecure and thought, like, I had to do this even though I like this. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'm like, I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know what I mean? Like, and, I, and, I, and as long as I can figure it out, and as long as you're not upsetting anyone, and you're okay, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 do what you want to do. With that being said, I think, I think, I th- I'm thinking, like, I, I'm now starting to think, which I, maybe I shouldn't, like, in the long run, I'm like, damn, like, what do, like, am I gonna, like, like, I look at you and I'm like, damn, like, like, you're going to Japan for the second time. But see, and not, not to, like, worship you or, like, to be like, oh, Matt Trail's doing the best, like, I should do what he does. It's just like, damn, like, and then I look at, like, say, someone like my mom who's like, like she has money, she's she's doing okay, but she's not happy. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not saying neither of you guys are right, or you know what I mean, or like, but it's just like damn, like life's crazy like that. Well, here's the best way that I could put it. You know, uh, this has been no easy endeavor to uh, kind of um, make happen, and it still hasn't happened. You know, like, and before, you know, like when I went once, you know, with the homie, that was one trip, and then with condition, dude. We, we fucking sucked it up, dude. And like, yeah, I had to call my fucking parents and be like, yo, I'm out of money. Like, I'm on this West or on this U.S. tour, and like, I got, you know, no dough. And my dad would shoot me like 200 bucks. He's like, don't b- bother me anymore. And then like a week later, it's like, hey, dad, you know, are you the man? You know, like, what's up? Papa, you the man? You know? And like, but you just make it happen is what I'm trying to say. You know, like anybody can do it will anybody do it no but anybody can do it like i told these fools you know and like now we're all going and everything is gonna be fucking bitching and everything dude like it's not the easiest for everyone i get it like what trips me out is that like nobody fucking does and like sam said it best dude sam balson he was Shout like, sam Boston. yeah sam dude oh. sammy flash and yeah. he, he said this really good once dude somewhere i don't know where i heard it but he's like something that not a lot of bands do anymore is like a US tour. And we got lucky because we were able to do it all puro DIY. Like our drummer had a van and he had his own screen printing operation. Boom, second gig we played in a fucking 35 gig run or whatever it was, paid for itself and everything was profit. It's not easy for bands, I get it dude. The cost of living is high right now dude. But it's like I trip out, you know, like bands are like, Oh, we're doing a tour and it's like three days. I'm like, 
Alright, you know, that was tough, boo, that fucking sucked. I blew out my knee, dude, and I fucking had to play the rest of the tour in crutches, dude. I had no money, dude. I was eating peanut butter sandwiches, dude. You know, just fuck, dude, me and Irvin, dude. Shout out to Irvin Kim. That's the real fucking ace of spades right there, dude. <laughs> um, you know, he plays in Personal Damage right now. He's a singer of the dark. You know, like, real important bands in the L.A. scene. Um, he also playing Condition. Yes, he did. He was the bass player of Condition. But... I guess I just say this, you know, just because like it's not the easiest thing to do these days, but that's just the shape of the face of punk right now, you know, and like hardcore and we'll say, you know, just like bands that are doing this thing, you know, the bands that are able to do U.S. tours, good, good for them, dude, you know, like they're able to, you know, like leave their jobs, leave their families and just knock it out. That's fucking cool. I want Hot Load to do that, but we can't do that. But Japan, we're gonna do it. Takashi, this one goes out to you. See you soon. <laughs> Takashi. Fuck yeah, it's the homie Takashi right there. What's up, boo? I, mm. Before, uh, before I was like, yo, uh, yo, uh, it really, it sounds like I'm sorry. I fucking bothered the fuck out of that fool every time. Who? Sam Boston. My shout out Sam Boston. Yeah, that fool's. Uh, he's botherable. You can bother him, and he's always gonna be nice. Yeah, and I, and I feel bad because I'm like, because I feel like in he's just like, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, shout out Sam Boston, coolest dude. Like, uh, not just me, but a lot of homies, like, always like, yo, I want to be like Sam Boston. Like, have a be in every fucking type of cool band. And I mean, DIY or big, he's, he's, he's been in every cool band. No, 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 not to make this about Sam, but what I appreciate about him, dude, is that he... <laughs> Which is into Sam Worship podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This turns into the Sam Worship podcast. But this is important, dude, is that, like, he came up to me, dude, and him and Chad, Chad Kawashima, they were like, hey, do you want to, like, start a band with us? I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I'll show up and jam, and that's how condition started. Also. Chad, what? Chad, what? Chad Kawashima. He still plays? No, I don't know where he's at. I think he lives in like a yurt somewhere. What the fuck is a yurt? A yurt is what the Mongolians use as nomadic peoples as a housing. Like, dude, is he Japanese? He's half Japanese and half Brazilian. He's, Holy shit! He's the most exotic guy aside <laughs> from Irvin. Irvin is like half Salvi and half fucking like Korean. It's like, there's just exotic foods in condition, you know? <laughs> And then Sean Lim comes along, he's like straight up Chinese, it's sick, you know? Sean Lim played in the condition? No, he, oh. came, he, he came on our Japanese tour and our US tour. Oh, okay. But not, you know, not to digress, but um, Sam, without meeting him, dude, and them asking me to like play in the band, you know, like, dude, I met all these fucking interesting people and like rather, you know, like, talented artists because of him you know I don't see that food too much dude but without him dude I like would not have met like all those people but especially like Riley Gale you know what I'm saying like last time I saw Riley he was like hey I'm gonna make an unannounced trip to LA give me your number I'll meet you up we'll go get a beer go to a comic book shop and shit like that and that's what, you know, like, is really important about this whole fucking scene, you know? Just like earlier you were saying, like, oh, these fools, these fools, you know, like, just mentioning, like, we're all connected. I never, dude, I fucking brought Power Trip Donuts when Sam lived up the street right here on Avenue 52. And they're like, why are you bringing us donuts? I was like, what, you fools don't like donuts? And they're like, you're the fucking shit. And they put, <laughs> and dude, yeah, I, they put me on the fucking list all the time, dude. But it's like homie shit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's an artist community. It goes, yeah, it goes beyond like what subgenre you play. Yeah, real shit. And uh, I mean, not to get dark, I was like, I, I forgot. I, I've been trying to run remember. it, fool. Run it. I've been I've Ask been anything. I'll yeah. answer it. I've been trying to remember uh, where the fuck it came from, but I think someone said like life, like, like fuck, I forget. I'm trying to remember. But this lady passed away. And she had like some like dumb shit, like some lady like I feel like it, I feel like it was aunt's friend or some shit. She died because whatever her like she had her, like she, when she died she had a problem with like her son and her and her son were like whatever like a beef or something dumb. And I kind of knew the lady and I was like oh shit like like I was like damn like like life when you die like knock on wood. it's final like no there is no, like, it's final food that's it it's a wrap no food. there is no take that uh, shit to the cleaners yeah yeah there is no like larger like oh moments like literally like you go to Japan tomorrow and if you rock those holes out and like again knock on wood like you know something happens to you like like something from now or whatever like like you really, you really, you really like like that's like that's just like that's what like I've been thinking about a lot. Like it just shows like 
no matter like whatever the, like what you really do like little things like that's it there is no larger like afterlife or you know what I mean it's like like if you whatever you fuck you do in this life that's it you know what I mean with that being said like that goes into my next question Ready? are you gonna give up this music thing no fuck no I'll never give it up cause last time you said that like this Japan tour is gonna be your last time going crazy your body can't handle it no more you know what I mean I mean dude I've blown out my knees like so many times dude and I know that like to the listeners you know that's gonna sound funny but you know like I'm really tall I'm 6'5 <clears throat> and you know very handsome uh, your I, ladies listen to us like, yeah, what I, I, I have a beer gut no ass but um <laughs> Yeah, dude, I fucking have blown out my knees a bunch, dude, and like, I, my, my, I feel it every day, you know, my age and shit. Like, it sounds funny to say, but dude, fucking Ian, one day he was like, "Hey, fool, you think you could drink at the bar all night and go to fucking work every day?" Ian check Logan. back in, check yeah. back in a year, and sure enough, dude, I was like, Ian "Fuck, Logan? dude." Fucking Ian, he was just like, Gabber. What's up, Gabber? Oh, Gabber, yeah, yeah Gabber. Not, yeah, Ian Logan, Ian yeah. Logan, Gabber. And I was just like, dude, now I fucking feel it. This band, truly, from my heart, is gonna be the last band that I'm able to really fucking like do this kind of shit for, you know? Like, dude, I bled a lot for smut, I bled a lot for condition, you know, fundamental, crazy Joe DeFolo. These are bands that I've just been in, you know? Like, now, dude, that I really feel my age, I'm just like, oh, fuck, fool. And I know it sounds funny, you know, maybe for some listeners, you know, I, I'm 33 going on 34. Don't hold yourself to the same standard, but I've been drinking beer since I've been a fucking kid, dude. Every, every day? day? Every day. I think I only took three days off, like, since. And, like, dude... Do you, even, do you even get drunk anymore? Like... I'm drunk right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I fucking drink a fucking... What is it? A half pint of fucking Seagram's and putting away a fucking... A six-pack of Miller pine cans, dude. Huh. The, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like, yeah, it's not sustainable anymore. You know, like, uh, these other people that we may have mentioned, you know, like, they're able to maybe kind of balance, you know, like, their musical career and their, you know... Livelihood? Uh, yeah, and their livelihood. Me, dude, I haven't been able to fucking unlock the key. My bands, dude, like, we don't, we never have merch. We never have fuck, dude, yeah, it's all fucked. It, you know, it's, and, and so I'm just like, all right, after this tour, if somebody wants to fly us to Australia, good eye, mates. If anybody wants to fly us to Australia, fly us out, okay? <laughs> if they want to fucking do that, dude, run it. But, dude, I'm just saying. Like, do, you, do you see it as, like, any opportunity that's going to come your way, it has to come now before it's before you just can't. Me, I just don't. I, no me importa. I'm just like, You're going right to be now, 60 and like, they were like, yo, we want a hollow reunion at. I'll okay. tell them to all fucking take a long walk on a short pier, dude. Like, off top, dude. Like, I love this shit, dude. And right now, that's why, dude, I've gotten as much as I can. Dude, like Lemmy said once, dude, he's like, you got to get it in before you get old, dude. And he fucking did it until the fucking tracks, until the fucking, like, wheels Flew off the fucking tracks, dude. Off, yeah, dude. I saw fucking Morehead's last gig in LA, dude. He looked like a skeleton, dude. But you know who was right there, front and center? Me, fool. I was fucking there on acid, dude. And it was fucking badass, dude. But with that being said, you know, like, I'll always be a musician. I still want to do other stuff, you know, but it's just like, dude, tour's tough, fool. Like, real shit, dude. Especially if you don't take care of yourself like me, dude. Dog, look at me, dog. Panson? Yeah. I didn't used to look like this. That <laughs> <laughs> was enough. Real, like, yeah, real, real shit. <laughs> hey, you know, like, hey, youth wasted on the young, as I always say. But I love music, and that's why I still fucking stick around, dude, and I can't wait for this Japanese tour. How about sobriety? Would you ever go sober? Hell yeah. I did it for two weeks. People this year probably what the fuck? <laughs> two weeks out of like fifteen years. Hey, but but you know what, fool? Like, but like, would you ever get permanently sober? I'd give it a shot. Your, your lady is like, yo, Matt, I'm pregnant. Oh you hell leave, yeah, you dude. Here? Baby, are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, well, okay, so she left me once too before, well, like when we're dating. You know, me a fake Garcia, I love you. Um, because yeah, my drinking was getting out of control and. I I sucked it up, dude, and I stopped drinking for like two weeks, dude. And would you begin again? I I, I would do it again. Like, no, no, no. Why'd you start drinking again? 
dude, when we played Light Detector, like right before Hot Load set, dude, and she, like, I was sitting back there, dude, just like, and everyone's just like, dude, they're passing the bag around, dude. There's some fucking dude, the homie uh, Mo. He's like, hey, foo, hit the Hennessy. I was like, I hate Hennessy, but it looks really good. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. And then finally, dude, they broke. The stage fright just cracked me, dude. I took a fat slug of the fucking Hennessy, dude, chased it with a beer, and I got up there, dude, because, dude, I played a song that we wrote for her, dude, or that I wrote for her. Really? Yeah, dude. What song? Flamethrower Etiquette, a.k.a. Flamethrower Blues, a.k.a. Flamethrower Foo is about my girlfriend. And oh, a punk love song? Yeah, punk rock love, yeah. The, <laughs> the casualties got one, too. Yeah. But anywho, I gave it up. And then, dude, when she was there, I was like, hey, I hope you don't mind. Like, I'm gonna get a beer. She goes, it's okay, come on. And so we got like a beer and we've been together since. You know what I mean? Um, to anybody that wants to get sober, I wholeheartedly endorse it. Like, I felt really good when I was sober. I really did. And that was the only thing that made her come back. So deep down, you wanna be sober? Deep down, here's what my, home, what my sober homies tell me. They go, don't make yourself promises. Just take it one day at a time. Like, dude, real shit, I wake up some days and it's like, I feel awful, I hate myself, dude. Some days it's like, okay, I feel good. I know that a big part of it is, you know, my alcoholism, my drug abuse or whatever, you know? And sometimes, yeah, I do want to just, you know, just be like, okay, cool. Cause her, what I like about her, dude, she can just chill at home, not touch a drop. Me, dude, I, I start to shake sometimes, dude. Really? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I start to shake. So dude. it's bad, man. Dude, and I and I, dude, I go to sleep, dude. And sometimes if I don't drink enough, dude, I sweat in the bed, dude, and it pisses her off, dude. Real shit, you know. Like in that, and I'm sure that there's people that can relate to that. And you know, it bums her out, you know. And like on the other side of that, when I don't drink so much. I have these wild dreams, like awful dreams. Like ni- like nightmares or like, are they like fake or like based on your personal? It's all, over, it's all over the place, dude. It's like stuff that, you know, like I would hope that never like I ever have to, you know, like revisit again, whatever. But to, you know, to kind of drive this one home, anybody that wants to get sober, go for it. I, I back them up, fool. All my sober homies, I, I back them up 100%. If anybody, you know, is struggling, dude, like, hey, you know, get help, whatever. Me, I'm drinking my fucking beer and I'm mitigating it the best that I can with the, you know, resources that I have. Everything's cool. When I get out of here, I'm gonna pick up a pizza and I'll probably sleep pretty fucking good. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. All right. What else do you got for me, bro? I want, I, I honestly, like, I think you got something way down inside that you want to ask me. What, what do you regret in your life? Not music. What do you, what is, what is like, again, what we talked about before recording this. Mm. Like when Matt Trejo, you know, when they're like, yo, long live Matt Trejo. Yeah, when he's dead and gone. Yeah, when he's fucking worm food. Um, what do you, what, what do you, what is one thing you want people to remember you by? And what is one thing... And what are some things that you regret? You know, you can share whatever you want. Oh, oh hell yeah. But I'm going to lay it on you right now, dude. Go, go for it. So, what... Go... Some things that I really regret, dude. Okay, I, rem- I regret selling my 86 uh, Super Deluxe uh, Chevy Silverado. Uh, my grandpa had given, t- given it to me. It had white walls and everything. Uh, original interior, you know, stock interior, stock radio. Where'd you sell because I was an idiot and I wanted a fucking, you know, like a car that, you know, like I didn't have to work on, <laughs> like a pendejo. <laughs> but other than that, dude, a true fucking regret, dude, that's like really the only one, dude. Or actually, I wish the condition would have been able to hold it together to get to England. Or not England, but you know, uh, we'll say uh, Europe. I've never been to Europe, man. And that's what I'm saying too, you know, like, this uh, trip, this whole fucking, you know, punk trip, you know, like playing music, it offers carte blanche for uh, you to be able to do stuff that ordinary people wouldn't be able to do. It's like, dog, like, if you go, dude, like somewhere, dude, and you fucking, you know, like do some tourist bullshit, cool. But 
punk dude and like this touring bullshit people go hey you're able to go check this shit out check this shit out you know like whatever like being on tour dude like in Japan I can't wait to see Yagi Yagi-san and I can't wait to see fucking Takashi um there was one day we're in Suyama and it's right there on the on some river sleepy little town and Yagi's like do you want to go check out this hotel there is lots of graffiti I was like run it me, Irvin and Sean Lim go with him and some other homie and we go in there and dude like homeless people were living in there dude there was no one in there dude but it was sick dude like we walk into one room and dude and it's just full of fucking like nasty Japanese porno mags dude it's fucking sick like one of it one of them was called Milky Shower and it's just Japanese women just like squirting like breast milk dude I was like dude the Japanese are gnarly dude and like we pocketed one of them it was cool but there was a bunch of fucking you know like cards laying around too we're like oh dude he gives us the willies man I was like hey Sean I bet you this card right here is gonna be an ace of spades and I go like that and he goes Matt if you pull an ace of spades you're gonna live forever he says something like profound like that I go alright Sean are you ready it was the ace of spades and, and I quote uh, and I quote a, uh, a zine or by, uh, on a Sammy Winston trash talk zine you either die you, you're there's a way to beautiful way to wrap it up we go back to the beginning out of all the people that I've talked to that I've learned that from digging music that's something that could be read on the internet just meeting these people and learning and finding out how they all kind of come together whether it's hip hop Alexander Spit whether it's punk you whether it's hardcore punk Tim Butcher whether it's Sammy Winston people what, some people those two of those names I never met rest in peace you're the type of people that you either will die soon or live forever. Yeah, you know, we're going to be here, you know, long after we're gone. Just kind of like, like Riley said, you know, like, I think it said on his funeral card, you know, matter is not created or destroyed, you know, like, we're going to be around forever in some way or another. And like, I still feel Tim Butcher around, man. You know, like when I see Eddie Bro time, dude, I, I feel his, you know, like, it's presence, man. I never met him, and every time I go to records, I'm like, yo, hell in a cell. You're gonna, a pressure. And I found it. You're going to meet him, dude. And for you listeners out there, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful life. It's a wonderful life. And I'm just happy to be here, and I hope all of you guys are too. Anything else you want to say? Uh, Do you want to get off your chest? Good or bad, it doesn't matter. It could be good, it could be bad. It could be um, bad. I just wish that. Um, when I am gone when I'm gone you know like real shit you know that like people are still making you know interesting bands and they just play right from the heart and right from the soul whatever they may sound like cool you know but I'm really glad that somebody that walked out of the studio today they will be unnamed and they're kind of a heavy hitter they were just like Hey, your band was really sick. I was like, okay, cool. I just want the influence to keep growing. You know, like, I'm just in love with rock and roll, and I just want rock and roll to keep going. That's all I want, you know? And I wanted to just, like, resonate with people. Also, too, you need to start playing drums in the band. I mean, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a band regardless. Before that's right. Before Trump Twenty One, there's gonna be a demo. That's right. Shitty or, or Gray's gonna be out there. Thank you, buddy, for listening. Matt Trejo. What's up, fools? Later. <laughs>